New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Siki for the first day of 2021. Happy Friday to you all on today's New Orleans Saints podcast. We are welcoming on Mick Mixon, voice of the Carolina Panthers. Mick, how you doing? Fantastic, Caroline. How you doing? And I'm honored to be on your show. I like your black and gold. I see how you, I see how you handle it. <laughs> Black and gold sweatshirt. We are we are in full work from home, even the first day of 2021. I understand. I'm talking to you now from Bank of America Stadium. I got my uh, Zach Streif approved spotter boards here that I've been working on <laughs> because my goal is to win my individual battle against this massive uh, play-by-play announcer that you you have. He is pretty detailed. I tell you what, man, you know your stuff because he is really detailed, especially with those boards. He goes pretty deep into that stuff. Yeah, I always look forward to talking to Zach. I'm a little mad at him now, though, because I've uh, tried to leave a voicemail for him. But you know how the millennial brain is. His voicemail's <laughs> full. And so I'm, I'm going to send him a fax here when we hang up, see if I can get a hold of him. Yeah, I think facts will definitely be your best bet. Um, Mick, let's go ahead and get right into things. I, I believe the last time we talked to you, we were talking about the draft for the Carolina Panthers. We were taking a look at the NFC South, talking about Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. Um, so many question marks for the NFC South. But when you're looking at the Carolina Panthers, now that they have pretty much a full season under their belt, how did they perform based off of your expectations at the beginning of the season? This has been one of my favorite Carolina Panther teams, see, that I've ever covered. Um, I'm 62 years old. I've been here. We'll turn these lights off because the, the glow off my head is embarrassing. <laughs> the, um, this has been one of my favorite teams that I've ever covered here. The esprit de corps, how Matt Rule and his boys swing their sword, how they just have this indomitable spirit. Yeah, this locker room has not fragmented despite eviscerating just gut-wrenching pathos, losses in close games. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, has proven he's more than just a bookmark. He can function very accurate. You guys know, I mean, you, he was a beloved figure, I think, if I'm not misreading it, in, in New Orleans. And so um, I think something is something special is brewing here in the Carolinas. Now, we may be a draft or two away. I could easily see next year the Panthers being a handful, maybe playoff caliber team. And then after that, pretty quickly becoming um, sort of this F5 NFC South funnel cloud that's going to wreak some destruction over this conference. Mick, you mentioned Teddy, who's one of our favorite human beings ever. <laughs> but the, the narrow losses, close losses that as they've accumulated, what has been the cumulative effect on the players? Have they banded together and, and felt like, you know what, we're you know, we might be, you know, 15, 20 points away from being in, in the playoffs. It can do one of two things, John, as you know, you know, you, that adversity can can cause people to get mad at each other and get grouchy. And these these athletes, these alpha males are, I mean, they're just used to, to one way. They're used to winning. That's what they train to do, what they rehearse to do. Or it, it, adversity can breed togetherness. And I think in the Panther case, that's what it's done. Now, that's easy for me to say. You'd have to be the judge of it if you were here covering this team on a daily basis. But to me, it's been amazing that despite some, even some weird things where Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get the call, he, he doesn't realize he, that Matt Rule wants to let, the, let it go to two-minute warning. He tries to squeeze off a play. Something bad happens. 
he tries to go up and over at the, in the goal line situation at Green Bay, gets the ball knocked away. Uh, not aware that Matt Rule only wants that particular Drew Brees-like extended pull it back to happen on fourth down. So uh, even despite some things where it'd be easy for people to get their egos a little dented and get on their social media and tweet out, hey, these people don't understand me or whatever, note to self, none of that has happened. Fantastic. Mick, obviously, Christian McCaffrey was a huge blow this year, not having him, and it kind of seemed like it was a waiting game week after week. You didn't really know what was going to happen with Christian McCaffrey. Um, how has this team stepped up and kind of rallied around, you know, his loss this year? Before I answer that question, uh, Zach just texted me and said uh, he's going to be calling me soon. So take back any bad thing that I said <laughs> about my friend Zach Street. <laughs> breaking news on the podcast that's right that's that's right just off the press yeah McCaffrey is um I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday he works at one of the uh car dealerships here service manager and he was saying that he's concerned about his wife he said Mick my wife has been a diehard Panther fan nothing could shake her enthusiasm for this team but she's actually kind of lost interest in the Carolina Panthers and so I said Matt here's what we're going to do I'll get Christian McCaffrey to show up at your house in a tank top. <laughs> and he goes, oh, that would do it. That would get her back in the fold. And McCaffrey just has that effect on people. He's such a warrior king. His, you know, your habits define your character. So McCaffrey just is this old school, any era, tough, gritty, uh, twitchy athlete that sets such a high standard for himself. He's not naturally effusive and effervescent and talkative, but I think he's forced himself to become more that this year, even though he's been hurt, realizing that this is his moment in time. This is a time for him to step into that leadership breach and, and be, be one of the faces of this team. Has Mick, I have to, Mick, I have to question your friendship because, you know, I don't know what kind of friend would send a tank topped Christian McCaffrey to another friend's house to see his wife. <laughs> that and expect that marriage to last so I don't I don't necessarily know that I want you to be my friend after that but you know you got to do what you do with your friends but you know now Christian McCaffrey's been out obviously uh, but you guys really have had some production at the receiver position uh, specifically Robbie Anderson but how have those guys continued to produce and hold up through this season Curtis Samuel's a rock star you would love him I mean he he just uh, hoping against all hope that he never ends up in a Saints uniform because <laughs> he's a handful in this world. DJ Moore, an incredible runner after the catch. I mean, DJ Moore will 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 win those contested, make those contested catches for you. And then if he can get a foot or two on the ground after that, he's hard to bring down. And then Robbie Anderson does not look like he, – he looks like a greyhound, like a whippet. I mean, he's just willowy and lean and kind of spidery a build. He looks like he would not want any part of that soupy undertow of the middle of the field, that riptide right in there with the linebackers and safeties, but he loves it. He's not scared to work the middle of the field. He's more than just a, a deep threat, an outside receiver. So it's been, these, these three receivers have been part, part of the reason the Panthers have been able to win five games this year. Has Robbie Anderson uh, become a little bit more accustomed to a surper? I think he does know now the difference between a bear and a cat. 
Um, but uh, uh, after that, it's uh, <laughs> it's still a work in progress. Y'all call him that? Yeah, Sir Purr. That's his name. That's my favorite part of that. <laughs> Wasn't that great? I know. The, and and that that was just so. And from what I've heard, you know, we don't have any access this year, Carolina. Can't we can't get close to the guys this year? But right. from what I've heard from my sourcing, uh, that was just uh, that's just vintage Robbie Anderson. Fantastic, Mick. You know we're we're in 2021. It's been a weird season for all of us, broadcasters, players, everyone. It's just been a weird year. If you could take a positive away from this year and broadcasting and being in the booth and still being able to cover the Panthers, what positive thing be? Yeah, good question, Caroline. People much more eloquent than me would will write about this year and. And I've heard a lot of people say, here's to forgetting 2020. I guess I feel the opposite. I say, here's to let's never forget 2020. Yeah. Let's never forget the lessons that uh, having some uh, some things taken away from us will hopefully teach us and maybe in a, a renewed appreciation for just being able to get together, just being able to, 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 to allow ourselves to be intoxicated and thrilled again by the power that athletics has to bring different types of people together. Where else but in the huddle? Where else but at a game? Where else but tailgating? Do the differences between us melt away more effortlessly? Ooh, that was a word right there, JD. My goodness. Well, Mick, we appreciate you coming on the show, giving some, giving us some insight on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we're sad that we're not going to be able to see you on game day, but uh, hopefully we can see you next season. Yeah, me too. It's been a joy. Thank you, guys, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you, Mick. Happy New Year. Hopefully you're all starting the new year off on a good note. The celebration will continue to Sunday as your New Orleans Saints get ready for their final regular season game against the Carolina Panthers at 3.25 p.m. on Sunday. You can watch that game on Fox, but you can watch Dome at Home live an hour before kickoff, so that will be at 2.25 p.m. on the Saints Facebook page, Saints Twitter page, uh, and, of course, on NewOrleansSaints.com or your Saints app. So be sure to turn on those notifications so you are notified of as soon as Dome at Home Live is in action. JD and I will have your breakdown right before the game. And, of course, you can watch the game coming up on Fox at 3.25 p.m. on Sunday. All right, for Caroline Gonzalez, Mick Nixon, John DeShazer, thanks so much for listening to the first New Orleans Saints podcast of 2021.